the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey friends, this is Dr. Trudy, the host of The Christian View. Today's hot topic is on from being bipolar to being the beloved of Jesus Christ. I'm joined with a beautiful guest, Lynn Edridge, as she shares her journey from being bipolar to being transformed into the beloved daughter of the King. You don't want to miss this. Stay tuned. We'll be right back here on The Christian View. With everyone in the world with their own view. Ever wonder if God has a view? And, and that's what the show's all about. What's God's view versus our view? Topics that affect our daily life. Empowering and inspiring. Right. To develop a heart, a kingdom mindset, you know. Because God does have a view. Your host, Dr. Trudy Simmons. The Christian View. Hi, and welcome to The Christian View. I'm your host, Dr. Trudy, and we take today's hot and challenging topics and wait against the Word of God because God does have a view, and He has a view for you. I want to take a minute and thank all of our viewers who have written in with words of encouragement, prayer requests, topic suggestions. We take each one of those, and we pray over every one of those, so keep those coming. Um, We love staying in connection with all of our viewers, so thank you. Today's hot topic is we're going to talk about Bipolar to Beloved. And I have my dear friend with me, Lynn Edridge. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Um, And I want to share a little bit about who you are before we get into the topic. So you are an author, a motivational speaker, a mentor, a teacher, an inner healer, an inner, you have an inner healing ministry and you're a coach in that. And you have an international ministry based out of Nashville. Yes. And also, you released a new book called Bipolar to Beloved, which I love. I love this title. Um, But it's your story of going through depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts, um, eating disorders, a failed marriage, to 35 years later, walking in the fullness of the freedom of the Lord. So I just want to thank you so much for being here. Your story is so powerful. Thank you. I'm grateful to be here. Thanks for giving me the opportunity. Absolutely. Before we get into your story, I just want to give some statistics on um, depression because depression, it affects so many people and so many people want to put on a mask and pretend like it's it's not affecting them. They want to wear a mask. They say 95% of people wear a mask because they don't want you to know how they're feeling inside. They don't want you to see the real you. But it says depression rates have jumped from 8.5% before the pandemic, climbing in 2021 to 32.8%, affecting one in every third adult. That is huge. One in every third adult. Depression and anxiety has doubled in our youth since the pandemic. And suicide is the 10th leading cause of all death, according to the CDC in 2021. I was just with a dear friend um, Monday whose mother overdosed um, because of the stresses of life. And it, it is so real and it is so, um, it's, it's, on the, it's on the rise, wouldn't you say? I mean, it, it's, yes. just, it's, affecting, it's affecting every home, every family, every, um, you know, no matter if you're rich or poor, it's affecting every household. And so, you know, you were raised in a Christian home, right? You were brought up in a Christian home. So let's tell, tell us a little bit about your story. Yes, my mother was raised um, 
in the church at a certain point in her life. My grandmother was actually an orphan. Okay. So I don't know exactly how she was raised, but by the time I met my grandmother, she knew Jesus. Okay. So I don't know who my mother really grew up with because, thank you, God, I'm not the same person I was Amen. even a year ago. Right. And, um, but my mother was very broken, and even though we went to church on Sunday, we didn't know God's ways. Right. And nor did we see his view mm-hmm. on things. In, and maybe we just saw the view of our generations. Right. And my grandmother was viewed as not wanted and worthless and abused. And she maybe thought that's what love looks like. Right. Which so many people do think that's what love looks like. But that's not what the love of the Heavenly Father looks like. Right. So yes. my mother and father did the best that they knew how with the tools that they had. Right. And I'm not accusing or dishonoring them. It's, it's generational in all families. Right. So when you even bring up the statistics on depression, one time my sister asked me, how did you know you were depressed? And the answer that popped out of my mouth was, when I wasn't anymore. Amen. Because yes. I didn't know what joy looked like or felt like. Mm-hmm. And so it was normal for me. And, of course, you... It's normal for you. That was my view. Right. Your normal was to be unhappy, unhappy to be depressed. Right. Right. That was your normal. That was your reality, which is, you know, a lot of people's reality. They don't know what it feels like to have the joy of the Lord as their strength. They walk around, you know, with the the spirit of oppression on them. You know, it is a tool of the enemy. It's a trick of the enemy. You know, scripture says, John 10, 10. The enemy comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. But I, Christ, have come that you may have life and have it abundantly. But at that point in your life, you are not having or experiencing the abundance of life that Christ died for. Correct. And, um, you know, I didn't know about generational sin. Right. I didn't know about generational iniquity, which means I had the propensity to do sins that I didn't want dream of right. as a child of becoming a drug addict. Mm-hmm. I didn't dream of being bipolar or right. or having eating disorders mm-hmm. or hating myself. Or when I grow up, I hope I get married, divorced, and I turn abusive and cruel to everybody I can touch. Right. No one grows up thinking that. I was. I, I do a little bit of street ministry as well. You know, and I meet people on the streets, and they're like, I never... My dream was not to grow up and be a drug addict. My dream was not to grow up and be divorced and homeless on the streets. That's not what every little girl and boy dream about. But we have an enemy, and that enemy will get in, and he will distort everything that we think is normal. Right. And Hosea 4, 6 says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And we did the best we could with the tools that we had. But going to church on Sunday doesn't cut it. Right. Uh, Being... A part of a denomination doesn't cut it. it. It's knowing that it's not a religion story where you're never good enough and, you know, if you were better, we could love you more. Right. Or it, it's a love story. Absolutely. And I didn't know that I was created to be loved and to love. Mm-hmm. Therefore. Yes. The pain. Absolutely. And I think so many viewers feel the same way. We're going to take a short break and we'll be right back with more from Bipolar to Beloved and how God sees you as loved, accepted, and redeemed. Don't go away. We'll be right back. 
and welcome back to The Christian View. I'm your host, Dr. Trudy, and we're talking today about bipolar to the beloved, and I have my beautiful friend, Lynn, with me today. Thank you so much. I appreciate you being here. Your story is pretty life-changing. So before and during the break, we talked a little bit about um, how you viewed God, and you viewed him as angry. So let's talk about that for a little bit. Right. I I ended up in a treatment center. Mm-hmm. And one of the assignments I was given was to write down what my what God was like. And I'm like, he's angry, judging, punishing, critical, condemning. Mm-hmm. And I'm never good enough. He's perfectionistic. And when I read it to the counselor, she said, is this God or is this you? Mm, that's that's powerful. I, I was shut up by right, that. Right, yeah. <laughs> and what I've learned is that the most influential parent in my life when I was a kid that taught me about God, I figured she was a lot like he was. Mm-hmm. And then there's the spirit of religion, which is angry, judging, punishing, and actually the religious ones that killed Jesus. Right. So there was a difference. And she gave me an opportunity to write down how my God as a perfect God would be. Mm-hmm. Now, I was mad at the church. I right. was mad at Jesus, and I wanted nothing to do with my own life. I was suicidal. Mm-hmm. And I wrote down that he was kind and compassionate and generous and patient and loving and all the things that the Bible says right. God is. Absolutely. But I followed the... The man of power for the hour. I followed my mother. I followed a lot of voices, right. but today I follow Jesus. And one thing you said earlier in the first segment was um, you went to church, but church just didn't do it for you. No, I I thought that's what you did. Right. That it was it wasn't an intimate place. Right. It was, and I love church, um, but I love Jesus more and. We are the church, and I love you. Right. And I get to um, have a relationship where I get to sit in the secret place mm-hmm. with the lover of my soul right. that actually healed me and restored my life and changed everything. Amen. And that's what I want people to hear today. You know, we need to be in a body-believing church. We need to be in that community. You know, the enemy wants us to think that we can be isolated, but God has created us for community. But in that community, Lynn, we have to have that relationship with Jesus Christ. It has to be personal. It's a relationship. It's not religion. It's not rules and regulations. It is a one-on-one intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. And that's what you found. And when you found that, that's when your healing journey started to take place, right? Right. I started Hearing from mentors and, and, and believing, I'm loved. Mm-hmm. He knit me together in my mother's womb. He wanted me. Right. He, he's re- jealously pursuing me. Mm-hmm. I'm the apple of his eye. Amen. Oh, my gosh. I'm not rejected. I'm, I'm loved. Mm-hmm. Whoa. I've never heard that before. Right. I'm accepted. You know, and I, I learned that. God wants me in his image, but mm-hmm. Satan wants me in his image. That's right. He's rejected. He's angry. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, hopeless. Right. And and I, I'm loved, so I was told you get to choose who you want to believe. Absolutely. You know, God isn't bipolar. There may be facts, but there is truth. Right. And the doctors told me there was no way, but Jesus said, I am the way. Amen. And I'm like, whoa. Yes. Huh. I don't know. I've been lied to. 
the doctors did not conspire to lie. All they knew were, were the facts. But I had to choose who I wanted to believe. And as I started receiving love, right. I started getting healing. Amen. And I like what you said, you chose. Because we can choose to stay in the victim mentality. We can choose to stay broken. Or we can choose to be victorious. The choice is really up to us. I mean, there are those familiar spirits and those, those, those patterns or those pathways that we've created by believing lies for so long that take a little bit of time to, sometimes a long time, to, to redirect. But we have a choice every single day, don't we? Right. And, and I, I know now that I can overcome evil with good. Mm-hmm. And David said the word, I hide in my heart that I might not sin against you. Give me an undivided heart that I might fear you. So as I read the scripture and I, I personalize it, I am the beloved of the That's Lord. Right. I'm the apple of his eye. And I speak these things out and I declare to the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. exactly who I am, I start to believe it more and more. And pretty soon I'm like, uh-huh, mm-hmm. I, right. I'm his favorite. That's right. You know, you can walk a little prouder. You can have your shoulders up, you know, pull your shoulders back a little bit more because you are the beloved. And that's what I want our viewers to know, that you are his beloved as well, that you are the apple of his eye. But, you know, you talk about being in the, the mental institution for a while. So let's talk a little bit about that. Well, in 2011, I actually came to the end of myself. Mm-hmm. You know, all my hope was in me. Right. All my self-will was in me. All my security was in my ways, my thoughts, mm-hmm. my beliefs. And I was lied to. And so I was even looking up the word secure in the dictionary right. the other day. And the history and etymology said, see more at suicide. So it, I was full of self-centeredness, right. self-will, yes. self self. I was all about me. Right. And it, it was the source of all my grief. And now that it's all about him, mm-hmm. because when you're in love, you want to know everything about the person, Amen. the one you're in love with. And King David said it really well in Psalm 119. It's 176 verses yes, in is. that one chapter. <laughs> but Show it is me brilliant. Your ways. It, yes. Yeah. Yes. I've got to know your statutes. Yes. Show me. I teach me. I need your commandments, your precepts, your laws. Because he, he knew the only safe place was to be in the loving arms of the good father. That's right. And that's why he wanted to know. And he, he was 17, allegedly, when he wrote that. Right. And as a warrior, he died of old age because he knew the protective love of God. Amen. Amen. I love that. We'll be right back with more on Bipolar to Beloved here on The Christian View. Don't go away. Welcome back to The Christian View. We are talking today about Bipolar to Beloved. I just love that title, Lynn. It is so, so powerful. When we ended the last summit, we talked about you being in a a mental institution for a while and then you coming out of the mental institution. But one thing that you say is the church doesn't really want to talk about it. They don't want to talk about mental illness or depression. Why do you think, in your mind, that is? Well, I I believe that... um the church may, may be lacking some of the tools of, okay. of appropriating mm-hmm. the blood of Jesus, and um, they just don't know how to deal with it. I right. mean, I know I I ended up as a young person getting a bachelor's in theology, mm-hmm. but as a totally defeated Christian, right. I didn't know God's ways, and I didn't know how to 
apply it. Mm-hmm. So even several years ago, I was saying, God, I've asked you for wisdom. You said if anyone lacks, let them ask right. what seems to be the problem. And he, I've heard in my heart, I've given you wisdom. You haven't applied it. Right. So I can read about water bot- water in a bottle all day long, but until I get that in me. Absolutely. And I believe in um, generational patterns and and confessing, renouncing, and repenting of some of the things I've done. We used to play with Ouija boards mm-hmm. after church. Right. We read our horoscopes. We Oh, it's just harmless. Well, no, it's no. It's more damaging than, than, than we realize. I right. Mean, we, we tend to um, handicap, mi- minimize playing with Ouija boards or, or tarot cards or um, our horoscopes. We think that's fun. But that's just a, a, a little trick of the enemy just to kind of get us in. And when we get one little thing turns into a whole nother level. Right. I opened doors right. with my own mouth, with my own behaviors. Mm-hmm. And today I have learned and, and I'm still learning where I can practice new habits right. And, and confess, repent, renounce, mm-hmm. and receive what God has for That's me. Right. And I, I, until I broke some of those agreements with darkness, I couldn't understand mm-hmm. why they were still compelling me. But Because they had the right. They had the right to right. be there. Mm-hmm. And then I had to learn that there were godly thought patterns right. and ungodly as a man thinks, so is he. And then he will inhabit you if you're in his habits right. but if if i'm in ungodly habits like accusing you of whatever perception i have today instead of loving you right. and seeing through the eyes of god i get to choose mm-hmm. whose kingdom i inhabit right right walking around in offense and bitterness right. accusations it's a habit mm-hmm. the words in my mouth were a habit right you know i found myself saying things i'm like oh my mother would have said that well, some of those things are godly and some are not. Right. I need to come into agreement, speak the word of God, think the word Amen. of God. I think that is so important and it is so needed today. We need to be speaking life into our atmosphere. We need to be speaking hope into our atmosphere. I was talking to one lady and we were talking about light and darkness. And as a believer, we carry the light. And if we carry the light of the Holy Spirit and you are walking in that you can't have darkness around you because when the light is on, the darkness flees. And so we've got to be mindful of what we're speaking, what we're, what we're allowing into our, our eye gate, our ear gate, because all that is going to come out of our heart. Right. And we have to be very mindful. And I think sometimes we just are, I don't want to say too happy-go-lucky with our words, but we're very careless with our words. Um, and that's a, a trick of the enemy. Sure. Mm-hmm. I, I offend <laughs> Too often, but I'm I'm in better habits today. Right. And and even attitudes, Proverbs fourteen six in the Amplified said, you know, scoffers seek wisdom in vain, but their attitudes blind and deafen them mm-hmm. to the truth being unteachable. And I'm going, Oh my attitudes blind me. They're like filters of darkness. I get to have gratitude today. Yes. And I've learned to reframe things. Right. Uh, This isn't happening to me. This is happening for me. Right. I don't have to do the laundry today. I get to. That's right. You know, I'm grateful I have water Mm -hmm. today. Um, 
There's, there's a book that is a small little book called Practicing the Presence of God. And it's practicing his presence in everything we do, no matter if we feel it's mundane or we feel it's amazing. It's practicing his presence on a daily basis, entering into his gates with thanksgiving and just being thankful for what we have. I think we, we tend to lose sight of that in the midst of, like you said, what about me? What about me? It's all about me. Because it's really not. It's all about, it's all about him. Right. It's all about him. Well, let's look at let's talk about your book for a minute. What encouraged you to write this book, Bipolar to Beloved? Um, I I put it off because I kept hearing the voice of disqualified. Okay. You know, it's not good enough. Or yes. oh, I had an excuse, which I was told once is the skin of a reason stretched over a lie. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh gosh. So finally, God gave me a dream, and I, my life here was over, and I was standing in front of the Lord. And he said, why did you not get the word out? Mm. And I'm like, whoa. That's powerful. So there are two days that matter, according to Martin Luther. Okay. Two day and that day. Why am I alive? There's a really good reason all my days were written before there was one of them. Right. And today I, I don't want to drift like Proverbs says or be a fool and wander like I used to, I have new habits of being intentional and following after the heart of God for why I am here. So I wrote that book. I want to release and just impart hope to the hopeless because if Jesus can do this for me, imagine what he can do for you. That is life. That is hope. He is hope. He is life. He is the way every situation and where I feel pain in my life today whether it be in relationships or finances or health it's just an invitation to learn not only godly wisdom but godly skills right and he is the answer Mm -hmm. and if we seek him and ask him for wise counsel he they will come yes they will come. But they will they come. They will come. He will not. He will not tarry when we ask him. And so, what would be your one piece of advice you could give someone who's struggling right now with hopelessness, with depression, with suicidal tendencies? What would be your one piece of advice? I would say that believing that God is good, that He is for us, mm-hmm. that He is the way maker, right, and that. I told him I would put my trust into him one more time. Yes. Let's go big or go home. Any door you open, God, I will go through even if I don't want to. Mm-hmm. But let's go. You had compassion on the multitude and you healed them all. You're no respecter of persons. You're not a man that you should lie. I demand my healing. And the God of love shows up. Amen. I love that. I love that. Thank you so, so much. We'll be right back with a little bit more here on The Christian View. Don't go away. And welcome back to The Christian View. We've had a great discussion today on Bipolar to Beloved. So make sure you check out Lynn's book. It is full of great information and stories and just encouragement. I want to encourage you to get into God's words. Stay into God's words. It's okay to not be okay, but it's not okay to stay there. God has great things for you. Stay connected to Him and get into a Bible-believing church. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.